Hi, Nurse Lala here with MedSearch Nursing, LLC. I want you to be successful in your nursing career, and I want you to be just as knowledgeable as I am. So I've decided I'm giving back to the next generation of nurses. I'm providing you with access to my professional development courses for free. That's right, absolutely free, but only for a limited time. Nurses, nursing students, don't miss out on this wonderful opportunity to help build your resume. Visit MedSearchNursingLLC.Teachable.com to enroll today. This is Barry Coleman again. We're on another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game. And uh, I'm excited for this interview. It's been a little while since I did one. So um, I'm excited to uh, interview this young lady. She's, um, I, I think she's doing some big things. I, I haven't really dug too deep on her, but I just get this vibe through the through the video screen that they, I'm about to learn something. So uh, before we get started with this interview, I'm going to do the quote of today. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, you are beautiful. I'm going to say it again. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, you are beautiful. About Michelle Obama. I like the one. I like the one. So, uh, but, you know, whoever feeling, you know, they might be feeling a little down or whatever. According to Michelle Obama, it don't matter who you are, love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, little, right. Uh, that's, that's right. That's right. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, get to our guest today, Miss uh, Miss Noray Wood on here with me, and uh, we're gonna listen to her and, and allow her to tell us about her nursing journey. So uh, we're gonna go to the first question of the day. I like to start out the same way. Tell everybody where you're from. Okay, um, so first, hello, everyone. I'm very happy to be here and to share my experience with you all. Um, So I am actually originally from Maryland, born and raised, and currently I live in the state of Georgia. Um, I moved down here about 2014 um, to go to nursing school and just kind of stayed here and really loved the Southern hospitality that I was being given. And so (laughs) my nursing journey just kind of got rolling and, you know, here I am. Okay. Okay. So uh, what school in Georgia did you go to? And where about in Georgia do you live? Um, So I am currently in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and I went to the real GSU, Georgia State University, and I'm actually currently in grad school where um, I'm attending Emory University. Okay, okay. Well, hey, I'm going to pivot back towards that, but uh, I want to know what got you into nursing? Let's see, where do I begin? Um, So, I, you know, like the cliche line, everyone's like, oh, nursing chose me and all that kind of stuff. Well, really, I think that's, (laughs) like, I know that's such a cliche line, um, but when I just think about my journey and how I got to where I am, um, I really would say that 
nursing was a profession that did choose me. Um, I'm also very spiritual. So I believe that that was my given purpose in life as well. Um, I've always been attracted to um, helping and serving others, um, whether that was just helping them when they were sick or just giving um, a lending hand. And so what specifically drew me to nursing, because I was torn um, between education or nursing, but I knew that whatever I wanted to do, it had to be with children because that's my passion and I love kids. Um, And so when I kind of thought about it and was like, okay, like, do I want to teach kids? And even though I'm a really great teacher, um, anytime someone hurt themselves or were sick or whatever, here I would come with my little first aid kit and have my little band-aids and alcohol swabs thinking that I'm saving somebody's life by covering up their paper cut. Um, (laughs) So that let me kind of know like, okay, you really like helping those that are sick and that really need help. Um, And so kind of in middle school, high school, I made that decision that I was like, okay, I'm going to do nursing. And then it was just a matter of figuring out where do I want to learn from? Do I want to learn nursing in a completely different state? Do I want to stay in Maryland? Um, So just doing that research and kind of figuring out uh, where I wanted my next step to be was kind of what led me here. Okay. All right. So uh, how did you get from Baltimore to Atlanta to go to uh, school at Georgia State? So uh, with my parents, so once I told them I wanted to do nursing, we kind of Googled top 10 nursing schools in the nation as a starting point. Um, And of course, you have like your dream schools and then you have your reality schools, you know, because it's like, oh, that's way too much money. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I think when we kind of looked at uh, the options that were available, you know, there were really well-known schools that were in Maryland. Um, like University of Maryland, uh, not College Park, but the name is slipping from me. I think it's Eastern Shore had a really good nursing program, um, Towson as well. Um, But I knew that I wanted to go out of state. Um, That was kind of my prerequisite for my college experience was that I wanted to experience someplace else. Um, And so when we kind of scratched off all of the Maryland schools and then we looked at other places, we picked about top three or four that were within vicinity of the East Coast, um, and just kind of traveled to them, added some HBCUs on there as well, just, you know, to expand my horizons. Um, and how I ended up in Georgia State is actually really funny. I came to Georgia to look at Emory and we were down there, we were traveling. I was like, you know, this is a really nice school. I was like, but it's just not giving me the vibe that I'm looking for right now. Um, so it's really funny that I still ended up back there. Um, And so Georgia State is kind of a couple of streets down from Emory. And uh, my mom was like, well, since we're already in Atlanta, let's just go ahead and visit Georgia State since we're here. And uh, the lady that we met there was really nice. Everyone was just so welcoming. You could see the school spirit. Everybody was just excited to be there. And that was what I was looking for. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. And then what was the icing on the cake? I actually received a scholarship to go to Georgia State. Um, so I was just like, hey, this is good. That's where I'm going. Okay. Um, now, what I want to ask you is um, why <laughs> you was an out-of-state nursing student. Now, I don't know your financial background, mm-hmm. but I would like to know some of the struggles that you went through while you while you was in nursing school. I know a lot of people nowadays, uh, they're so image conscious to where mm-hmm. they can't tell, you know, people can learn from the good and the bad of any experience. So I just would like for you to share your your experiences when it 
when it came to finances or, you know, uh, academia, um, just some of your struggles that you went through so that the next person might can overcome them a little, a little better than you did. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said, being out of state, um, you're going to have different costs to consider. Um, so I was very blessed with the scholarship that I was given where it was basically, they were choosing, um, a few out of state students and were granting them in-state tuition. Um, so yeah, so that was a huge, um, huge blessing for me and my family. Um, so that cut down a lot of the costs that I'm sure a lot of students had to face. Um, and I know for in-state students, they had, um, I might be saying this wrong, but it's like the Zell Miller grant or something that's in Georgia where you kind of get your tuition waived or it's a really, really low tuition cost that a lot of people were using where if you have a certain GPA, then they kind of pay for your tuition. And so, you know, I had a really nice GPA, but since I wasn't in state, um, I wasn't uh, eligible for it. And so I kind of had to work a little bit harder to keep the bills kind of down. Um, luckily, my parents were helping me through college, um, but I had to do my part as well because uh, some people um, cannot rely on their family to help pay through college. Some people have to work during college. Um, and so I was one of the students that was working while I was in school, but I actually kind of had uh, my employment work to my benefit. So I was a RA, a resident assistant in university housing for three years. So I had all of my room and board as well as my dining paid for because I was an RA as well. So to anybody, if I could, if you take anything from this podcast, please, please, please try out to be an RA, apply for it. Of course, you're a freshman year, you can't, um, but start networking, doing whatever you can to learn who you need to connect with because that will alleviate so much costs for you. It gives you housing, it gives you food. Um, you even get a stipend every month, depending on the program. And of course, you don't really need to buy anything, but a couple, $200, $300 could be, you know, a couple of books that you have to pay for. It could just be anything. Um, so having that access was amazing and helped a whole, whole lot. So something that would have been an outrageous tuition cost was really jumped down to a small amount. Okay. Hey, I didn't even know about the room uh... What you call it again? So it's an RA or resident assistant. Mm -hmm. Resident assistant. I never knew that, y'all. Yeah, so you're kind of like a chaperone. Yeah, you're the chaperone. Not really chaperone, but you're in charge of all of the freshman students or depending on where you are RA in, you could be an RA in upper housing or upperclassmen housing or, um, I won't say lower classmen. (laughs) It's not really the right way of saying it, freshman um, and so you're kind of just guiding them kind of like their mentors. If they need someone to come to, they'll come to you. You're basically just their firsthand man, um, helping them to transition into college and just making sure that they're, um, abiding by all the rules and regulations that housing is putting on. Okay. So, so you, so you making sure they don't need no boys into their dorm room. Oh yeah. Doors. You know, it's college. So, you know, everybody's going to try do the thing. As long as as I didn't see it, I couldn't say anything. If I saw it, then, you know, I might have had to say something. But if I had my eyes closed, then, you know. (laughs) All right. All right, dear. So, uh, hey, so you grad? When did you graduate from Georgia State? Um, Class of 2018. Oh, okay. All right, dear. So uh, can you tell me how you got your first job? 
Um, so first job, so my uh, nursing program that I was in at Georgia State was really, really helpful in um, just guiding us with the process. They had a lot of recruiters come to talk to us. So they kind of already had partnership with Georgia State. So it was just a matter of making my resume, making sure that that looked appropriate for the nursing world, because starting off, of course, you're not going to have any experience. You're new. Um, so your resume is not going to look as competitive as someone applying um, that has two to three years of experience. So it's really all about your interview. Um, if you get the opportunity to get that interview access, you basically have to shine during that 15, 20, 30 minute window that you have with that person. Um, so they can see your personality. They can see your work ethic. They can know what your values are, what your passion is, why you chose nursing. If they can see all that in the few minutes that they have with you, that speaks more volume than your resume saying that you just got out of nursing school with no experience. Um, so that's, I think, what really helped my application to stand out was that my interview went really, really well. And I faced rejection too, because like I said, I was new to nursing. And so there were many places that I applied to that I didn't get the job. Um, but you can't really let that discourage you because eventually someone is going to say yes to you. You just have to wait wait on the right yes, um, but eventually it will come. Um, and another thing that I did that helped me with my job placement is during my clinicals, I always kept in contact with at least one person there because you're going to different clinical sites, you're experiencing different hospitals, different units. And so if you have that one point of contact they may be able to let you know, oh, hey, I can um, let so-and-so, my manager, know that you're applying for that position, or I may know someone else in another unit. So all about networking, which is a huge, huge thing, um, especially, you know, just in the Black community as well. Not to say that we all look out for each other, but we do. Um, <laughs> so if you know somebody and they know somebody who knows somebody else you, that you never even knew, but now you have a connection um, and now you've got a job because of it. So just using your resources and networking is the best thing that you could really do for placement of a job. I agree with you. Um, man, I, I always, when I talk to students, I always try to give them that networking tip because it just is so many jobs in nursing to where no mm -hmm. nurse should feel like they are stuck in their yeah. position. And um, you can always, if you know, if you got a desire to change, you know, what you're doing currently, all you got to do is just reach out and go out and just talk to people. And you probably can make it, give yourself a little bit of time and you probably can make it happen. Oh, yeah, that's that's so true. That's actually what I did this year. Um, so my first nursing job was in mother baby or postpartum um, because I love kids. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a baby. So this is awesome. And I definitely learned a lot in that position, but I felt like I wasn't utilizing all of the nursing skills that I spent hours of studying, trying to pass all these exams for. Um, I said, I'm going to place an IV in somebody. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, I did that for about three years. And around that three-year mark, I could feel that I was no longer excited um, about my job. Not in the sense of I wasn't excited about the babies, but just the work that I was doing, it felt like a routine. I felt like I was on auto and I wasn't being challenged. And for me, I like to mentally be challenged. And so I knew that it was time for me to go. I just did not know where I was going. 
Um, so for that, and I kind of felt that way around my second year and I was kind of putting it in the atmosphere. It was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go. Just don't really know what that looks like. I'm ready for a change. And that's how I got into grad school. Um, cause I was like either new job or grad school. So I applied to jobs and I applied to grad schools and got into grad school. And I was like, okay, grad school it is. But even after a year of grad school, I was still like, okay, I'm still not happy at this job. And so I did my networking. I had a friend of mine who had a connection and they um, kind of switched contacts and we got talking and then they were able to schedule me an interview with someone. And the next thing I know, I'm now working in the emergency room, um, which is a completely different area that I would have never thought I would be working in. But that's kind of why I did it. It was something that I'm uncomfortable with, but I'm learning Every day I'm learning something new, something different that I definitely have never learned before. And that was exactly what I was looking for. That's beautiful. I, I'm so glad that um, you was able to um, be flexible enough to change. A lot mm-hmm. of times, uh, I'm just going to speak from my experience. I started my nursing career in Alabama. And and what I found out was a lot of times the nurses, they would attain a job and once they get it, they didn't really change. They mm-hmm. just kind of stayed there. And, and um, especially with the older nurses, I especially with all their experiences and the people that they know, they just kind of like just stay on the job for whatever reason. And so I'm just glad that you shared your experience and uh, what you did to um, to get out of that situation. And uh, since this is the second time you brought up graduate school, uh, can you tell me what you're going back to school for? Um, so I am getting my master's in nursing for pediatric nurse practitioner. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I got a uh, I got a book that I'm going to send you. It's called the NP Resource Manual. Oh. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm gonna go. Let me look on my uh, website. Not my website, but on Spotify. I had interviewed mm-hmm. this young lady from Houston. She is a beautiful young lady. I, I, I like mm-hmm. talking to her because she's straightforward. Miss Tia Taylor. Mm-hmm. If you go back, it's episode 50, 51. She, um, if you go back and listen to her and her story, um, she's very motivated. I, I like her. Um, you know, maybe once we get off of this call, I'll send you the, you know, you send me an address and um, I'll send it to you. And yeah, the way you can see, she, yeah, she, um, she spoke about her experiences of doing a, I think it was an online uh, nursing uh, NP school, mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't quite have all the resources. And so, uh, if I could, um, you know, just send that book to you, you might learn one or two things that help you mm-hmm. in your journey. Absolutely, so, thank you. Oh yeah, all right. So, um, you're going to graduate school and you're working. You got to mm-hmm. tell me how you how you juggle your home life, your school life, and your work life. I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh. No, I think, I mean, it definitely, it takes a lot of dedication to, because in, when you're an undergrad, college is all you know. Like, you're on campus, you're in nursing school, like, that's your life. But when you graduate and reality kicks in and you're adulting and you've got bills and work and just all this other stuff, it's very hard to balance it all. And so you kind of have to first know yourself. And really, I, I am a huge advocate of self-care. 
Um, so I made it a habit to work out. Um, so on my off days, I'll go to the gym, I'll go outside, go for a walk. Just that alone, clearing your mind, clearing your headspace can definitely just help you reset um, each week. Um, I treat myself as well um, because you need to have that circle. You need to have your support system. So of course, you'll have to discipline to be able to, you know, let your homegirls know, hey, I can't go out tonight or, you know, let your guy friends know, you know, I can't watch the game with y'all. Um, but next week or the week after I got you and then really stick to that because you don't want to be that person that's like, oh, they're never going to come out with us. They're never like they always say they're going to come and they're not because um, you need your friends when you're having a stressful time. Your friends are going to be the ones that's like, no, you said you weren't coming before and you didn't do it. We're getting you out of the house. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Um, so I have a lot of friends in my circle that are that for me that they can tell when I'm stressed out and they're like, well, girl, you need a drink or something. <laughs> and then they can tell when I'm in my zone and I'll text them and I'll be like, hey, I can't do it. And they can respect that because they understand, hey, she's got a level that she's trying to reach and I'm not going to get in the way of that. If you have friends in your circle that are constantly downing you, constantly speaking badly about you because you can't go out, you can't turn up, you can't do this, this, and that, then maybe those aren't people that you need to have in your circle at this moment. That doesn't mean you kick them out forever um, because they could be your lifelong friends. But if they can't understand that you're on your grind right now to better yourself, then maybe you have to put that friendship on pause until you're at the level that you want to be at. Um, so definitely just working on that balance, um, making sure I'm staying fit mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally is kind of the balance that I'm doing. Okay. All right. There. I'm glad you shared that because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. My mm-hmm. balance right now is uh, I go to, I'm out here in uh, the Bay Area mm-hmm. and um, I work in Napa. So when I get off of work, sometimes I go to the winers and and, and get That's twisted. so funny you said that. I was just looking at uh, Napa wineries literally yesterday. Okay. So we so, might have to talk after this. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm going to recommend a winery. Uh, if you decide to come out here, mm-hmm. I would tell you, to, I would tell you go to uh, K-Bread Cellars. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's on the, it's right outside of Napa. Most of the wineries are outside of Napa. That's one. <laughs> and, um, it's right outside of Napa, and it's kind of built off as more secluded. And then not mm-hmm. only that, they wines from white all the way to uh, red are, are delicious. They're, mm-hmm. they're very tasteful. So um, if you ever decide to come out here, yeah, maybe we should get up and go to the winery or whatever. Yeah, definitely. So are you, how did you end up in California? Are you doing a travel assignment, or that's just where you are now? Uh, that's just where I'm at now. Um, they, um... I had applied for a job. I I was in Nashville, regular at Vanderbilt uh, Medical Center as an operating room nurse. And um, shit, I wanted to get paid more money. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and California was where it was. So um, the, I, I put out some uh, applications. I, I mostly did, like, the Bay Area, San Francisco, mm-hmm. San Francisco and uh, Oakland area. And um, mm-hmm. they, they were the first one that uh, offered me a job. Yeah, I always hear California is like the place to like a lot of nurses when you're in the network, you hear, oh, California is where I'm trying to go. Like now that you're there, do you see the hype of working in California or you just understand why nurses like to work there? Hell yeah, you do (laughs) this work for more money. (laughs) Hey, I was in Alabama and I started off on the research floor. You would get seven patients. 
out mm-hmm. here, you ain't gonna get no max five patients. So really? yeah, mm-hmm. and then just because you can you can get a max of five patients, don't mean you're gonna start off with five. You might start mm-hmm. off with four, you might start off with three. So you just the level of work, it's a lot of work, but in comparison to what you'll do in the south, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Is the so, level um, of living out there, is it more expensive, though? It's more expensive. Mm-hmm. But when you finish paying your bills, you got more money to play with. Mm-hmm. So you can you can do, I mean, you can do a lot more. People out here do a lot of traveling. They do a lot of traveling. They always have a little hobby or activity that they are into. Mm-hmm. And um, you just find it out throughout the years or throughout your time of being out here. I know for me, like I got coworkers, they got they love to go bicycle. And to me, it's like, you know, you just learn how to ride a bike when you live. But mm-hmm. I mean they they they'll spend twenty thousand on a bicycle. I'm like, mm-mm. Oh no. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh that what that's what I'm saying. But when you making two hundred, you know, two hundred thousand was twenty. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That's so true. I've met a lot of travel nurses and I'll see them like working crazy hours, working every five days a week sometimes. Right. And I'm like, aren't y'all tired? Like you've got to be burnt out. And they're like, yeah, we are. But if you know that it's only for a set period and you're making double what we're making or sometimes triple, depending on what the assignment is. And you know that you can take a month off after this, two months off if necessary, then it's like you'll do whatever you have to do to get through it just for a limited amount of time. And so, you know, to each his own. I, of course, when I'm in that state, because eventually I think that's where I want to work to next is doing travel nursing. I don't know if I can work four to five days, but who knows if the price is right. I just might. <laughs> well, I tell you, what, uh, you know, if you want to come out here, you know, uh, I know it's a hospital that I work at out there in Napa. Mm-hmm. Hey, they make, um, you know, you just want a full-time job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might give you 10, 20,000 sign-on bonus or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, we might have to talk off camera yeah. about that, that aspect. So, uh, yes, um, you said that you in the emergency room now. Tell me some of your, your experiences in the emergency room when it comes to learning how to be an emergency room nurse? So I can let you know that whenever it stops. <laughs> I'm learning every day. So <laughs> um, literally, there, there's no, it's no consistency. Like what I'll see on a Monday, I may not see it for another two weeks, but then on the Tuesday, I'll see something completely different. Um, so learning how to be an ER nurse is a progressive ongoing thing. There are people that have been there for two years and I was talking to them. And when I got off orientation, which by the way, they only gave me like six weeks of orientation. And I was freaking out because I felt like a new nurse, like straight out of nursing school, going into a department that I know nothing about because I've been with babies for three years. And so moving from babies to adults, like it was a completely new state for me. And they said, well, since you have experience, you know, we can teach you the skill set that you need, but everything else is just going to come with time. And now I understand what they were talking about because you can't, it's impossible to learn everything about the ER because it's just so many different things that could come in there from stroke patients to trauma, to 
just anything like, like I could go on about the different things that I've seen. Um, but then you'll have days when, you know, it's a bit more calmer and you really can learn from the doctors who are, you know, sitting right next to you. So you're forming a relationship with your providers, which is something that I really, really liked, um, that they're hands-on with you, that they'll teach you how to do something if you ask them. Um, and that's, I think a key part is that a lot of people are very, um, hesitant to learn, Um, simply because they don't want to look incompetent or they don't want to look like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. But sometimes you have to be in a humbling position to learn, um, to elevate yourself. And so me taking the time to be honest and let someone know, hey, I don't know how to do this. I'm starting off new. Can you show me? Um, That, as opposed to me making up something and doing it wrong, and now someone else has to come behind me to clean up my mess and fix the mess that probably I did to the patient. Um, just doing all of that stuff, I learned really early on. I was like, <laughs> go ahead and ask somebody for help because I'm not trying to take nobody's life today. Um, and so I think that doing that has helped me to really connect more with the nurses. They're very helpful because they all understand that we were once a new nurse. I think that you just have to always remember that you were once once new. So if you have a resident or a student nurse or a nursing student coming in and you see them on the floor and they're asking for help, don't be that nurse that's known to be very mean um, and just nasty for no reason, because you really don't have the right to be nasty to anybody because you once needed to learn as well. So I think just being in an environment where everyone is about teamwork um, and helping each other is just really great to learn in the ER for sure. Okay. All right then. So uh, in five years, where do you see your career going? Oh, hopefully on a vacation. Uh, (laughs) Let's see, five years. So what is that? Let's see, I'll be, I guess I'll be a nurse. Yeah, I'll definitely be a nurse practitioner by then. Yeah, I always have trouble with those questions because life can really take you anywhere. Like five years Uh, previously before this, I don't think I ever would have said, oh yeah, five years from now, I'm going to be working in an ER. I would have never told you that. Um, And here I am doing that. So I think in a perfect scenario, I'll be either working in a pediatric office, dream situation, maybe might have my own practice. Not sure if I'm working up to that yet, but maybe we'll see if I want to have my own practice. Um, Or I'll do travel nursing. I think I want to try that out for a little bit, gain some experience, um, especially while, you know, single, no kids, not married. That's the best time to really do the things that you want to do while no one else can tell you, hey, we got to plan this out or, hey, don't forget about me. Um, I think being single and being a nurse can be a very great thing if you let it. You can travel, you can learn, you can go to school if you want to, you can change units if you want to. You don't have to ask for permission to do that. Um, So yeah, the sky is kind of the limit on my five years. I could really do and be whatever. (laughs) Okay. All right, then. It's it's good to hear. Uh, I would tell you to go to uh, our episode 17 and 23 about travel nursing. You might learn Mm -hmm. something about that. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, you know, now, not only that, you know, if you want to reach out to the people that was on that episode, you know, I can get you in touch with them and they can mm-hmm. tell you the real lowdown. I know, um, 
you say using Atlanta, um, man, what's the name? Uh, Dr. Alexis uh, Robinson. She's in Atlanta too. Mm-hmm. And uh, she did travel nursing for a while. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, I might can, you know, link y'all up and, you know, y'all just talk it out and go for now. Yes. Connection. See, networking. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. So um, give some advice to those that want to be a nurse if they're listening in right now. Let's see. If you want to be a nurse. Um, so I think to anyone that is considering nursing school, first off, um, ask yourself, if you want to be a nurse, not if your mom wants you to be a nurse, if your uncle wants you to be, but really do you want to be a nurse? Because at the end of the day, when you have 20 chapters to read, you have checkoffs in the morning, you've got clinicals in two days, your parents, your family member is not going to be there to wake you up, is not going to be there while you're studying for eight hours for an exam. That's going to be all you. And so if you don't have the drive or the passion to be a nurse, you're going to burn out very quickly and you're going to resent the whole thing. And you're probably going to waste your money being in a program that you never wanted to be in in the first place. And I know for some people, they don't have that option to stand up you know, to their parents that might be a little bit more dominant in the sense of, oh, you're going to go the medical route. But I would really encourage you to find your voice because nursing is not a profession that you can just be. Um, You really have to love what you do and you have to really take ownership of it because it can be draining at times. It can be tiring. You can want to give up plenty of days, Um, but it's that love for your job that keeps you going for sure. Um, So that would be my advice to people going into nursing for my nurses that are already here. Hey, y'all. I would say for new nurses starting off, um, apply everywhere, even jobs that you think you wouldn't want to do because you probably might find out that you love it. Um, I've heard oncology is a really great department. Actually, a lot of oncology nurses that I've met say that they loved every minute of it and they've stayed there because it's been a great experience. Um, If you know that you don't like kids, maybe apply for a pediatric unit just to see if maybe you do like kids and you just didn't know. Maybe you just had a terrible clinical experience that ruined it for you, but then the placement that you work at might be even better. Um, So don't limit yourself to what you think that you might want to do. Of course, apply to what you know you'll like, but just also expand your options. Um, And then for seasoned nurses, I would say for us, don't be comfortable. Um, Always challenge yourself. So whether that's going back to school, whether that's changing units, if you know you've been at your job for 10 years, 15 years, and you walk in and you complain every day about the assignment, that probably means you need to leave. Because you're you're losing that joy, you're losing your passion that you had when you were first a nursing student, first a new nurse coming out. Um, so change positions, take a break if you need to, whether that's being a school nurse, whether that's working in a clinic. Um, there are just so many options that we can do. That's the beauty of nursing. We have no limit. We can do literally anything. Um, so kind of switch it up a bit if you feel that you're being comfortable and you're getting bored just go ahead and do something new all right hey that's great advice um i'm gonna go ahead and try to um get you on out of here but i like to ask some questions before i let you go all right so when you get ready you know you get ready to go in to work at a, as a 
ER nurse. You know who who's one of the artists that you have on your radio playing? Ooh. Oh, that's so hard. I love all music. It just depends on the vibe that I wake up to. Um, sometimes I'll do gospel or a playlist if I just need to be in the right mindset or headspace. If I'm feeling tired and I'm like, okay, I need some like pumped up energy music, then I may do like some hip hop, of course, some Drake, some Chris Brown. I love my girl, her. She's great. Mm. Um, but yeah, I might put on some soca music, some Caribbean. Like okay. my my music taste is very all over the place. Like I'll just kind of shuffle and see what pops up. Okay. All right then. So you don't like young thugger? <laughs> I might, but I don't think they're on my playlist. Uh, or if I, okay. or if it is, then I probably didn't know. That's another thing with me. I'll like a song and I won't know who it's by. Until I do like a Shazam and I'm like, oh, that's who it is. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. All right. I didn't hear no TL, Gucci Man, or nothing like that. So I would just See, I'm I'm new to the South. I'm still learning everybody down <laughs> But no, everybody okay. here, everyone, I mean, I'm I'm learning a lot of different music styles here too. So I won't know artists, but I'll I'll know for sure if a song was like made in the South. Or the artist is from Georgia, or they'll even shout out Atlanta sometimes. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. So uh name some activities that you like to do during this pandemic. Eat. Eat. I mm. love what to you, eat. What you like to eat? Um, so my favorite is Italian. Well, during the pandemic, like fresh when COVID happened, um, I was doing a lot of cooking um as a way to kind of waste some time. So I was trying different recipes. I was baking and I was making all these dishes that would feed like a family of 12. And it's just me in my little apartment. So I was bringing a lot of my food like back to the, to the hospital and stuff, because I was like, I need y'all to eat this food. Cause I'm going to get fat if I sit here and eat this whole cake by myself, which I could very much so do. Um, but yeah, I love Italian food, um, soul food for sure. Love that. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah. Just kind of a lot. I love chocolate. That's my guilty pleasure. Mm. Yeah. That's, I'm definitely a fan of all food. Okay. All right. Um, But yeah, eating, exercising, movies, like watching movies, listening to music, just kind of those things I like to do. Okay. So um, you said you moved from Baltimore to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to tell me what's the biggest difference between the two areas. Hmm. I would definitely say people here are, I don't even know how to describe it. I just, I always called it Southern hospitality as a way to describe the feeling here. Everyone was just very welcoming, very mm-hmm. open. Everybody was baby and sugar come over here and like even people that you just don't even know right um the the vocabulary here is definitely different i tell you it took me a long time to realize uh what everybody was saying or what they were referring to for certain certain phrases i was like i don't know what that is or they'd be like i'm gonna go to the store i was like what are you doing today um so 
Uh, yeah, I had different. to learn the slang here. So now I feel like I'm definitely at least intermediate with the slang. I'm not advanced yet, but I can follow a conversation pretty well now. <laughs> um, but yeah, just Southern hospitality is a real thing. I think it's everybody has their city feel. Um, it's a lot of traffic here for no reason in Atlanta, but I think kind of the same in Baltimore in certain areas. But it's a lot of culture here, too. There's so much culture to see and to learn about um, music, culture, art. Um, you can be yourself here. I think that's a really good description. Everyone here is free. You're free to express yourself, whether it's in your music, your art, your dance, um, you're working out. Like it's so many things you could do here. All right, then. So, um, May, one thing you would tell your younger self. Mm. That's a good one right there. It is. What would I tell me? I think that I think what pops up in my mind is that it gets better. That's the thing that's in my head right now, Um, because there have been lots of obstacles that I've faced throughout my journey, not just in nursing, but just in life. Um, And so when you are faced with those moments, when you feel like giving up or you don't think that you can keep going or you don't want to keep going sometimes, I think just holding on to that faith and and knowing that it will get better and that it does get better um, is really encouraging words that sometimes you just need to hear for yourself. All right. That's, uh, that's good advice right there. So um, I'm going to go ahead and try to end this show. Uh, name one nurse that you would say should be on our show. And if you name them, you got to help us get them. Okay. So I think who would be a good addition is my girl, Sicily. And um, y'all probably like her because she's got an accent. Not going to tell you from where, though. You'll just have to see for yourself. Um, But she has experienced a lot, too. We started off working together in Mother Baby, and she um, has switched jobs. She's doing travel nursing. She's just doing really, really well for herself. So I think that she would be able to contribute a lot. Um, She was doing nursing kind of during the pandemic as well. So she probably could give you a viewpoint of just what nursing looked like or nursing school looked like during a pandemic and kind of how you learn your skill sets and skills um, kind of throughout all of that. So, yeah, she would be a great addition to this show. And I can definitely set that up. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I'm gonna hold you to that. Hey, Miss Nora. Hey, it's been uh it's been a great interview. You have taught me some things. And uh I, I have uh thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna have to have you back home. You are the uh oh yeah, you the third Baltimore girl that I have a uh, a lady that I have uh interviewed. The first one was uh it's Nurse Bay mm-hmm. and the other one is uh Casey Green. So you the you the third one. So um, I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And yes, for those, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. And uh, would you like to have any last words as to, you know, if somebody wanted to reach out to you? Yes, please, please, please reach out. Um, don't be a stranger. I promise I won't bite. Um, my Instagram is at Rainus XOXO. So R-A-E-N-E-S-S underscore XOXO. Um, or if you want to find me on Facebook, it's my first name, Nore. Um, Smiley is the 
kind of middle name in the middle and then Woodard, my last name. Um, both will have my profile picture on there. So please um, direct message me, ask me any questions. No question is a dumb question except the one you don't ask. Um, so please, please reach out. All right. We're going to go ahead and try to wrap this episode up. Uh, for those that have listened in and tuned in to this episode, if you liked it, hey, I want you to share it with your friends and family members. And you've been locked into another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game Podcast.